You're a professional now. Now I am. You know how to do the clap thing. I wasn't a professional before, apparently. <laughs> how you guys doing? Growing Up a Time podcast. She's back. Hi, everyone. Christy Peruso. <laughs> Ciao a tutti. Hello, everyone. It's been a while, huh? Yeah, I know. Thanks so much for having me back. Well, we left a lot of doors open yeah. on the last episode. <laughs> Even because we can talk for hours and finally we just had to but turn you drop, You dropped the bomb on, on all of us, though. Oh, guys, what now? The vegan, vegetarian. Uh, I, knew, I knew somebody was going to make a comment about that. So, I was just waiting for it, actually. It's like, I feel like, I mean, being Italian and yes. being vegan, vegetarian, it yes. must be the hardest thing in the world. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I, mean, I, I really think so. don't. So, I'm in the panini business. So, so for I'm, anybody who wasn't listening to the first podcast that we did a little while back, uh, we were just talking about, so I'm, I'm Italian-American. I grew up here in, like, close to New York, mm-hmm. and I moved back. Tri-state area. Yeah. Yes, and my family's originally Sicilian and from close to Naples, and um, I moved back to Italy when I was, like, 19 and have mainly been living there. So what we were touching on was just the differences between the North and South and the food that we had there and everything like that, and we were talking about, you know, what the differences were mm-hmm. and, uh, and the fact that you know all the old nanas don't know what to do with me when I tell them I'm yeah. vegetarian. So you only prosciutto? No, not really, not really. Oh, but um, actually, I'm very flexible and adaptable whenever it comes to any sort of travel, not just in Italy, but any travel. I'm always like really open to trying new cuisine. So I'm I'm more so flexible when it comes to like eating in Italy. Plus, I just feel like for the most part, if I tell somebody I'm vegetarian, they're like, okay, so we're gonna put fish, we're gonna put cheese, we're gonna either? put. I do every once in a while. I think. I, especially being in Italy, I've become a lot more, you know, open because living in New York, it's actually really easy to be vegan. Yeah, because there's <laughs> a lot of shops. You know, so. if you're living in the city, it's so, like, everybody, they, they cater to everyone nowadays. You know, mm-hmm. everything is like vegan, gluten free. Yeah. People cater to everyone. They have to. It's just good for business. There's a big demand for it. Yeah, know? exactly. So I became, well, let's start out by saying this. So we're Sicilian. My mom always cooks Italian food. Growing up, mm-hmm. I had a little bit of everything but um, my mom was also a nutritionist so she already like from a very young age taught me a lot about food about nutrition about you know like vitamins minerals fiber things like that that you know like maybe some families that's part of their daily discussion and maybe for other families it's not definitely not mine I grew up thinking pasta was the best thing to eat. Well, because it basically is. I mean, who are you kidding? <laughs> and then later on, you're like, you know, this stuff has a lot of carbs. Oh, whatever. He's like, I've done the keto diet. Oh, no, I've never. Pounds. Oh, wow, good for and you. And then I gained the back to Yeah, okay, fine. But, I've never done any of those kinds of diets because for the most part, we were already eating very healthy. Like, even if we did have... If my mom, you know, made like, I don't know, chicken or fish or something, we always had a lot of vegetables. And I always had lots of fruit at breakfast or like fruit as a snack. So as a kid, like I was a pretty healthy kid. Like I remember having fruit as a dessert. Even my 90-year-old grandfather, you know, from, from Sicily, like he'll have fruit as a dessert. And they say that it's not really supposed to be as a dessert. They say for digestion, you're supposed to have it first. Like anyway, so long story short, um... And you know, like my grandfather again, he's 90 and he has like, like almonds, like just cracked almonds all the time. So really, I mean, 
Oh, that's really healthy. Yeah, super, super. And my family has like little cannolis that we Yeah, shoot. obviously, <laughs> obviously. But, but, you know, growing up having this kind of like understanding of nutrition. And then I remember I went fishing with my boyfriend when I was like 16 years old. And I saw fish get caught and I saw that they had to kill it. And I just, in that moment, I was like, I really don't want to have to inflict suffering on anything if I don't have to. And so that was like so that was really, the exact moment where you're like that was the I'm exact becoming. yeah that was the exact moment and um, but I have to say that it's not like I don't eat fish like I do it, but it's just not part of my every single day you know it, yeah like, uh, routine so what's like a typical day like you wake up and eat fruit I do I normally have fruit in the morning if that's not enough to sustain me I mean like even my mom and my dad they're so amazing. Um, they have a house in Connecticut by New Haven and they have got a garden in the backyard and every year the garden gets bigger and bigger and bigger because when they came to Italy they saw my boyfriend's like uh, my boyfriend at the time his uncle's um, orto like his vegetable garden they were so inspired so every year their their garden gets bigger and they grow you know spinach so I would teach them like guys why don't you make like green smoothies and so my dad you know Tony Peruzzo you know the old Sicilian you know he makes smoothies he makes a green smoothies Oh, wow. in the morning so you bought him like a little uh, juicer no they got a smoothie it, no smoothies not a juicer Oh, so, so like a mixer, yeah, 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 like a blender. And it's really been funny to see like the transition for my family. Their health has like improved so much. And I think, you know, as you get older, because my dad's nearing 60 now, and I think it, we as a community, you know, we have to be able to talk about these things and be open, you know, like high blood pressure, cholesterol, like we should look out for one another and help one another. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah, so I mean, that's one good side of it that has come out of it is like he's, you know, growing like escarole in the back yard so my mom will make us grow and bean that kind of thing so you know it's just look I think the more that we do for one another and for the community and for our health what like the better it is but it's it's a slow process you know I also grew up um, you know at Christmas like eating like all that stuff that we always like the super sad and all that stuff like you know and the uh, meatballs all the time what's the hardest thing like not to eat but really that? I don't ever feel a lack no you don't? no and if I did I would eat it yeah yeah so if you see like a Bocchino mozzarella oh I did like recently we were at uh, recently there was a, the Arthur Ave in the Bronx oh my god um, you mozzarella? no we were actually walking around because it was the Ferragosto it was like September yeah, yeah, yeah. 8th but they were doing Ferragosto yeah, yeah. even though you're a little late yeah typical Americans <laughs> they showed up three weeks late to the party yeah but that's why I didn't go because I was like Ferragosto Ferragosto is August 15th yeah Ferragosto is August 15th but in the Bronx they do it September 8th for whatever reason yeah, or something like that we're late Americans yeah we're yeah. slow eventually we'll get there yeah. you know so um, no, that like there were arancini and there was like some meat in it, but I was like, oh whatever, just throw it on there. So I am pretty, you know, flexible yeah. with these no, things. No, but doesn't it bother you then, like not eating cheese for a month and all of a sudden you have cheese? Isn't it like I don't normally go a month without having no? it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think in Italy especially they'll throw it on like salad, even if you don't ask for it. Like even if you're like, oh, I'm just gonna get a salad, like. That it'll come with like Jeez. mozzarella on top. All right, fine, I'll just have it at this Since point. Since you put it. Yeah, if I have to. <laughs>
But like rugby would bother you though, no? I, w- I don't. I wouldn't even know. I can't you remember the last time. Because like I've heard that if you don't eat red meat for a long time, and all of a sudden you eat, like you're not, you can't have a huge piece because it'll just like yeah. I guess that's like a, I guess that's like anything. Like I, I really think that probably be like anything you cut out, like sugar. Maybe if you don't drink soda for a while and, and then you have it after out. a while. Yeah, but. Well, every time I come back, I always have things like Esosa and stuff like that that I haven't had in a really long time. But I, I yeah, I don't know. I think I'm okay, yeah. All right, so for breakfast, you would have a smoothie or fruit, something like that. What about for lunch, like a salad? Yeah, I would say that it's actually really hard for me to narrow down what I eat just because there's such a large variety. It's like you can yeah, so have just about like- anything. You know, you can have salads, you can have, um, especially in Italy, they do a lot of these like salads with grains in them, you know, like. Like, they, um, I don't know what you're talking about, like, um, what's it, what is it called in Italian? It's called barley in English, though. Oh, yes. Yeah, similar, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure the direct translation is not coming to my mind at the moment. But yeah, similar kinds what of things. What is it called in Italian? I don't, I can't, I can't, oh, I can't know, yeah, 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 yeah. But, so. Over here, there's like quinoa, is it? Ex- that's there? <laughs> Things like that, similar things, you know, or they'll they'll be they'll be like salads with lots of lentils or salads with chickpeas or you know like have you ever tried farinata? That's like um, corn uh, like uh. It's like a chick- it's farina. The it comes chichi. in a box, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, the, it's called la chichina, I think, or la farinata. If I'm not mistaken, guys, don't. La chichina, <laughs> we call a chubby girl. <laughs> To be <laughs> Get a no, it's like something along the lines of that, but it's this. Oh, yeah, good. Thank there you. you. Go. So um, it's this like um, thing. I know <laughs> everyone's got a different name for it, but it's like this um, bread that they make out of chickpeas, and it's actually really amazing. Okay. So there's lots of different like vegetarian like options, and in Italy you can find them everywhere. People mm-hmm. are really they really do cater to cater to vegetarians. Anyways, I make pasta all the time. You know, I still have pizza. I'll tell them to go light on the cheese, but I still have everything. I mean, I can't tell you one thing that I've really cut out that I feel okay. like I'm drastically I mean, missing. to do anything, like any diet or, you know, to live a better life has to become a lifestyle. Right. You can't just say, you know, okay, this is what I'm doing. No. And, it's know, sacrifice very, so much oh, stuff. Oh, no, like, no way. It's like such a gradual process. And for me, because I did work as a model for so many years, like I did have to pay attention to my measurements. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't pay attention to my measurements at all anymore. Yeah. I'm As I get older, I could care less about that yeah. kind of stuff. So what would be your advice to someone that's like on the fence of, you know, whether or not they should be I would say that the number one most important thing is that you know yourself, you know your body, and you know what you love. You don't have to like renounce every single thing in the blink of an eye. You know, I think dairy alternatives are really easy. Things like almond milk instead of regular milk or things like, I mean, there's so many milk alternatives, so that's Sorry. not... Yeah. That's all, that's all in Milan too, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they really do have a little bit of all of that. There's like coconut milk, there's like rice yeah, milk, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. that stuff is easy. But then there's other things that I haven't found. I'm like, I didn't even know uh, coconut had titties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it does. <laughs> so like, almonds, like how do you milk almonds? <laughs> That's just me being the complete opposite of what you <laughs> my are. Literally. My Anyone that knows me is like, what is he doing? Interviewing a fucking <laughs> like 
he has no place doing this. <laughs> no, but guys, like I'll tell you what, like I haven't found a mozzarella like alternative, and I probably never will. So that's fine. I still have it every once in a Listen, while. Anyone ever tries handing me almond mozzarella? <laughs> no. I'll throw it back at no, them. no, no, and I'll be really honest with you. I don't like alternatives. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, if I'm gonna go for that thing that I'm gonna go all the way, let yeah, me just yeah. do it, knock it out of the park, and then the next day, like, I'll get back. There's actually a big, I don't know if you were in America when this happened, but there was this big thing of, like, Burger King doing the Impossible Burger. Oh, yeah, there's lots so. of burger alternatives. Look, I like veggie burgers just as much as the next person, but... You're, it's, it'll never be the same thing. It'll, Supposedly it'll, this maybe, one's really maybe good. Maybe it gets close. I've never tried one of those. I have but. this uh, a vegan that owns um, a shop a couple down from mine. He always says, put me on the menu. Use the, you know, it's a, veg, it's a veggie burger. He's like, it literally tastes, I'm like, I'm still looking for it. I'm like, I don't know where to find that. Yeah, I mean, like, if I was to go into your shop, I'd probably get lots of vegetables and stuff, like, mm -hmm. on a wrap or something like that. I mean, you guys yeah, do we that, have that, yeah. yeah. We, we have, like, a sandwich with uh, mozzarella, roasted peppers, and pesto. Oh, my God, I love all or that like, stuff, yeah. Yeah, we have much stuff. Yeah. We had to, to be honest with you. It's Eggplant. Like people, a lot of people are vegetarian. It's, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Like, a big thing. And the fact we offer, like, five, six different things, and then... Like you said you could create your own. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel in every restaurant you go into, there's vegetarian options. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. I know there's somebody like listening right now that's like, "Ma per favore, you know, there's some." No, I guarantee you that's that's definitely happening. Look, I, what I also want to say is, no matter what changes you make to your diet. You never have to renounce your Italian heritage. For me, pasta is like such, and I mean, there's a lot of people that for dietary reasons, like say for example, maybe they're gluten intolerant, so but they'll do like other pasta alternatives or like pizza. I haven't found a great pizza alternative for like regular old pizza. And for pasta, I still prefer, they come out with like all these crazy things in America, like, uh, Protein pasta. Like zucchini pasta. Um. Look, I mean, maybe it's great, but I really like the real thing. So I'm going to go all in. Like, let yeah. me have my... I, I'm, I'm never going to renounce things all the way, mm -hmm. like a thousand percent. Um, and that to me is like, sometimes I can't wait to go home and just make some pasta. You know? Yeah. And I can't wait to So you like eat bread comfort. and pasta every day, right? No, I definitely don't eat bread and pasta every day. But I would say weekly, yeah. Often. I would be so hungry if I was you. I just eating three strawberries and No, I don't only eat three strawberries. <laughs> That's the one that I'm like, I guess the Kimanch. Where are you going? I don't know. I never feel like anything is lacking, really. But I feel also that my portion sizes have increased dramatically. So, say for example, like if I'm gonna have like since I've been back, my mom will make me things like broccoli rabe, and everybody else will put a little bit. I will like pour it on yeah. my like I'll have massive mm -hmm. just because I'll fill up on those kinds yeah, of things. Of course, yeah. yeah. So you you definitely do have to increase your portion size if you're bringing more vegetables yeah, on. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I have a funny story. One time, um, this has to be like ten years ago. Yeah. Maybe even more actually, but um, it was like a bunch of me and my cousins. They're from Huntington, and my sister, 
and uh, my dad and his brother like killed a cow, and my youngest cousin actually went vegetarian because of it. Okay. But she eventually went back. Okay. But, but it was just crazy, like you know, that's like the experience that will like push someone to that edge. But we were eating super sour the whole trip, and we're like, "You sure you don't want some?" Yeah, I think that people just disconnect like from the reality of what it is because then it's packaged so nicely at the grocery store, you forget that it was like a living, breathing creature. Like the a- thing about me is like when I see uh, there was a documentary mm. called "What the Hell." Yeah, yeah, what the hell is really <laughs> great. I would totally recommend that. You saw you watch that one? Yeah, yeah, what the hell? Yeah. So like that's crazy. Yeah. Like what they do to the chicken, I'm like, oh my god. Look, just in general, I think organic options are better. You know, when we think back, and I talked to my grandfather, say, for example, he only had, like, one organic, like, meat dish a week, and it was on Sundays after church. And when you think about it, also Italian, I think that, okay, here, now we're really getting into, really getting into things. When our grandparents came over, and we, you and I have discussed this, like, my grandfather lived through and had to keep going back and forth between Italy and America during the Great Depression. Yeah. Like they literally didn't have food. So now it's like, oh my gosh, things are in abundance. Like let's sell, let's, let's share. Let's. And so I feel that, especially also like when I think of my grandfather, my other grandfather, again, you know, they come from poorer families. And no, finally, yeah. when they're able to have things in abundance, yeah, yeah. it's like, whoa, you know? Yeah. And, I, I get what you're saying. Cause like, you know, our family, my family is a farm family too. Okay. So like what you're saying is, you know, you're going to eat what you have today. So guess what? This week is a potato week. Yeah, exactly. Potatoes. exactly. All right, yeah, but we still have we still have tomatoes from last week and then, you know, you eat meat when it's like a treat almost because yeah. you gotta actually kill one of these yeah exactly it was so different back then so I just feel that like we've completely taken nature and flipped it on its head so we yeah. have to be careful with that because yeah. just you know this is a big reason for like cancer and all this like all these diseases too. right well I don't want to make any claims because I'm not any sort of like medical professional <laughs> I'm just but, an actress you know, <laughs> you this is what we hear you know it's yeah, available it's, for everybody yeah I would say that yeah definitely I would say like all these hormones the meat get you know correct yes so again I'm not a medical professional but when it comes trust down, me I'm not either Everybody's <laughs> curious <laughs> But when it comes down to eating healthy, what I really like to tell people is across the board, I've never been to any sort of, I've never heard any doctor, any professional ever, with all these fad diets that come in, across the board, everyone will tell you vegetables are good for you. Eat veg, eat yeah. your vegetables. No it's one's like, ever said, another scoop of broccoli, I Trish? Know. What are you yeah, doing? exactly. So I, you know, I always recommend that you don't have to ever cut anything out of your diet altogether, but I would say increase. Add vegetables. Add vegetables to everything, you know, to everything. That's the simplest way. Plus, when you go back to Italy, uh, you'll see, like, say, for example, in Panino, they will literally put one little slice of prosciutto, of prosciutto and the rest of it's bread. So you're not even and really cheese, consuming. Too, you know? Yeah, just like a one little slice and yeah, it's so simple. Yeah. Whereas I think that us as Italian Americans finally, like we were so excited to have things in abundance that we're like, throw everything on there. <laughs> Go That's for us. it. That's literally the shop. <laughs> the bigger the better. You like know? People like see my sandwiches, especially when they're from Italy, like, yeah. I know exactly, yeah. 
I could make four sandwiches with exactly, this. Exactly, you know? yeah. You put like 10 slices of prosciutto, you know, like it's crazy. Yeah, but, so if you're trying to cut back, put some extra vegetables on there exactly. and see what happens. It's not like you have to renounce anything altogether. A lot of people, like Italian-wise too, like I don't know if I'm just generalizing uh, but they never put vegetables in sandwiches. Like some people like just meat, cheese, whatever it is on, yeah, on bread. Yeah. You know, it's like that specific people like lettuce and tomato doesn't go on a sandwich. Oh, really? Yeah. Come on. Guys, come on. <laughs> well, it's 100% true. Um, anyway, like I, to, to end off with the vegetarian yeah. discussion, I would say that anything, you have to be really patient with yourself if you're making changes. Like, you have to be really patient. And you have to be gentle with yourself and not like get angry and do it for the right reasons. Do it because you love yourself, not because you don't like your appearance. Do it just because you want to be healthy. And yeah, it's simple, you know? And That's it's, a good enough reason. We have to look out for one another. We have to look out for our families, you know, as our parents are getting older. You know, for us, we feel invincible. Like people our age, we feel like we could do anything. Yeah, yeah. But well, you know, I see a lot of my dad's friends, you know, they got sick really quick and it's like, so I see that he has seen that and he has definitely changed his ways. You know, it's like we go out drinking. Oh, by no means am I, you know, like some sort of saint that I stay at home and just eat carrots. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking about drinking. She brings no, her own no, carrot juice. No. <laughs> I'll have this on the rocks. No, absolutely not. You know, like we go out, we party, we do everything. So it's like, but then in a certain age, you have to say, okay, you know, maybe my body's trying to tell me I have to be a bit more careful now. So, um, again, I just want to like encourage people. There's also a really great book. If anybody does have any sick relatives, I really like Chris Carr. It's K-R-I-S-C-A-R-R. -R. We should, we should put this in uh, the description too. The... The name of the book and uh, the documentary. We well, she about. was when she was thirty. She was diagnosed with cancer, and I turned thirty this year. And um, she really did a drastic change in lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how uh, switching to more of a plant-based diet really did help her. And uh, she's been able. They told her that she would never, you know, live another ten. But she has. She's lived another ten years. So it's like you can really help your relatives out as well. Like let's keep our heritage alive and let's you know be really proud of who we are and those like ancient dishes that we've had for around for centuries like we can still honor those traditions and like I'm still gonna have a cannoli every once in a while don't get me wrong nobody's perfect no come on and you know I, I, I just think that when it comes to like looking out for one another and loving one another we can do it in a gentle way that's like mm -hmm. I got you yeah last time um we did the podcast. Yeah. We got all our questions after you left. Yeah, it's true. So we should. Uh... Yeah. Okay. So here I've got some written down. Okay. So Carl Martin. These like these came some from some of my followers, both from Italy and from the states. Uh, so Carl Martin wrote me. Okay. What was your first job in the industry? Um, well, my first ever job was working as a dancer, but as an actress, I played Anita in West Side Story, which was a production that hired me out of New York, and then we shot it, I mean, we didn't shoot it, sorry, the production was in Dallas, it was, um, a musical. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, um, I played one of the leads, and, but, uh, then in Italy, 
I've got a really funny first job story. So I had gone out for this audition in Italy and my Italian was really broken. I had just moved to Italy like maybe a year before and uh, I didn't speak fluent So you were in Italy for a year and not working? No, I was doing other jobs, but not like speaking roles. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Gotcha, okay. Um, I was doing lots of TV commercials where they would just say, "Can you sip the orange juice and smile into the camera, or like, can you tie your shoe and look up and like <laughs> things that didn't like need any language, or like I was working as a dancer yeah. because I didn't have to speak." But finally, when I got a bit more of a grasp of the language, and I started doing speaking roles on television. One of the first jobs that I got was for DJ TV, that's like Radio DJ, it's one of the radios that I was recently working on as well, and um, they, I went to the audition, and they said, Christy, um, <laughs> this was really funny, they were like, um, they called me back after, and they said, okay, so we want to do the Prova Puntata, which is basically like a, a pilot episode, so when I did the pilot episode, they're like, okay, we want to hire you for four episodes, and then they called me back again, and I didn't understand the conversation, but I was just really excited that I got a job, and I thought that I was just going to be a guest on the show, I didn't think that I was going to be, you know, any big role. Well, the day, the first day on set came and I walked into the wrong dressing room. I went to the guest dressing room and they were like, Christy, what are you doing? And they took me by my hand and they brought me to the host dressing room. And I'm like, what am I doing? What's going on? And I, and the makeup artist and the hairstylist looked at me and they were like, you don't understand what's happening, do you? And I was like, no. They brought me my contract and they were like, Christy, you're going to be co-hosting the show. I'm like, I'm what? For f all four episodes or like four, Christy, it's 80 episodes. Oh, I was like, what? I think it was even more than 80. But it was wild and I was just like blown away. So that was a really great opportunity for me. Um, and I'm always going to be grateful to, you know, Radio DJ for giving me that, that opportunity. That's dope. Yeah. That's the biggest, like, radio station in Italy. Well, no? one of them, yeah. Yeah. I think... Kiss yeah. Kiss is another one? Kiss Kiss is based in Naples. And even the fact that I... Because somebody, uh, somebody else wrote me, are we going to hear you again on Radio DJ? So I was working with them... You're speaking English? I speak in Italian. And again, that's a funny story because... When, oh, so that, that came from Fabio Talmanini, or something like that. Talamini, Talamini. Ciao, Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, tuned in. Yeah. So, okay. Um, again, you know, that was also a really funny story. Like, I went to the radio because I bumped into the two guys from the radio that I hadn't seen in years. I bumped into them on the street. They were like, you got to come on the radio. I was like, okay. And I had been away from Italy for a while and I had just gotten back. I mean, I was away for years and I had just gotten back and I'm thinking like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to pee in my pants. I was so nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous. And we went to the first day I was on air. I just remember I had to wake up really early because I had to wake up at like 4.30 in the morning to ensure I was going to get there on time. And I wasn't thinking about anything other than try to stay grounded, stay in the moment and try to speak proper Italian. That's a lot of things to remember. <laughs> because I didn't grow up speaking Italian. It is my second language. Mm -hmm. So for me, just like try to speak proper, like try yeah. to speak proper Italian. That was like it. And I didn't even think of anything. I didn't think that there would be hundreds of thousands of people listening. 
in tuning in. I would have, I wouldn't have handled it as well if I would have thought about. It. I just had to think of what I had in front of me at that moment, you know. Yeah. And when we do radio, it's exactly like you and I are now with two microphones. You never know the reach. You know, it's like until you, you actually experience it, right? Because, like, say for example, I grew up in theater. I, I my first jobs were all in theater, and so you can see exactly who's there. You can see who's in front of you. You see your audience. Whereas with radio, or even things that we're doing for, you know, that we're going to put out uh -huh. there on the internet or you know television, you never know what your reach is. No, 100%. And you can't think of that. You you can't go into it think, like having expectations of the, you know, but just be present, be in the moment, and don't be thinking about what you're ever going to get out of anything. Just think about what you're putting into it. Cuz the result, the good results will come when you just do good work. And exactly. just keep saying focus. Results will come for sure. Yeah, don't be thinking about don't go into it thinking about results. 100%. And then getting back to the questions, there was somebody else, her name is Donna Bottari. Hi Donna. She said, do you always feel like you belong there? Because we were talking about, um, about me having moved back to Italy mm -hmm. after having, was, I was born you know, and raised here, and, but my family is originally from Italy and when I went back, I would say that I never really felt like I belonged here and I never oh, really? really felt like I belonged there. But as you and I have spoken about, what I really took away from that um, is that that really informed me and it really made me learn that there's nothing wrong with feeling like an outsider. At the end of the day, especially as an actress, I'm able now to connect with more people. So because I've had more experiences in, in more country, I don't ever feel like I belong like I'm one because I I wasn't born and raised in Italy so in that sense no I don't feel like I belong but is that where my heart calls me back to yes yeah. that's where I want to go so I would say that there was definitely a disconnect for a while again in the last podcast if anybody hasn't heard the one before yeah, this one that we did you know we were talking about when I first moved there I based my identity on being Italian while living in New York. Like, oh, you're Italian, I'm Italian, we're all Italian. But then you go to Italy and everyone's like, oh, no, you're American. And I was like, wait a second, I'm just as Italian as you are. Like, I have Italian blood. You know, my yeah. grandparents were, I grew up, you know, eating the same foods that you did, all of that stuff. Uh, but they hear they heard my accent and you know there were some you know cultural differences and things like that so it took me a while and but one thing that I am really proud of like being Italian American is really really amazing and I think it's a really great balance between the old world and the new world and we just have to continue to remember to balance it correctly Whenever, whenever I visit anywhere I feel like I grab something from that culture right. and it forever instills so when you're like living somewhere, two different places, mm -hmm. there has to be a way that you get certain things from Milan, certain things from Sicily, certain things from Connecticut, the Bronx, and then that's collectively made you who you are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it definitely informs us in our values, and I would say that I'm proud of the fact that. I can relate to people in Sicily and I can relate to people in Connecticut and New York and Milan. Everywhere. It just everywhere helps. You, anywhere you like really want to at the end of the day. Yeah. Like wherever you visit, if you're there long enough, you'll be like, oh yeah, I've seen that before. I like you know the mean? fact that we have these values that came from our grandparents and that came from our culture, you know, and everything like that. So I'm really grateful that I have these Italian values, 
but I also like the fact that from New York I had really great business mindset mm -hmm. and like a hustler's more mentality. Yeah, so I was able to incorporate the two. And I think that when you only have one and you don't have the other, if you're just hustle mentality, then you forget to be grounded yeah. and to have roots and you forget and enjoy life too. and enjoy life. And what I really have taken away from Italy is like, you know, take your lunch, take, you know, even if it's only one day, do the long lunch with the wine and, yeah. you know, take a break and, and walk outside, enjoy the sunlight, you know, uh, spend time with family, mm -hmm. spend time with friends, never, you know, that makes us whole well-rounded individuals like you don't have to hustle hustle and then die yeah. and not have enjoyed life so there's a really good balance that comes in being Italian-American like I, that I'm really proud of because it really brings a lot of perspective you know yeah, yeah. Now, you put that in a way I've never thought of mm. Chrissy it was great having you thank you so much guys if you have any uh vegan vegetarian questions for her <laughs> spam her, her dms yeah and if you want to follow anything else that i've been doing as an actress or on radio etc um and any of the modeling collaborations that i've been doing you can find me on instagram at c-h-r-i-s-t-i-e-p-e-r-u-s-o so that's at christy peruso and yeah i'm not gonna promise we'll give you two thousand <laughs> maybe we'll give you like ten you never know never say never Thank you guys. Thank you.